we will of course continue on the Sermon on the Mount Colin uh, did the first part last Sunday if you did not have the opportunity to watch please follow on YouTube or Facebook uh, but we will be uh, searching more about uh, the salt and light and try to understand uh, a little bit more what is about to be salt and to be light in this earth and this is very interesting because it's a subject that I've been able to speak before on the Light It Up on the series that I've been uh, through and uh, I'm very thankful for calling for the Lord that is blessing us and bringing back this uh, opportunity to speak about being salt and being light again. And uh, we will be uh, again going through Matthew 5 and now we will be going through the verses 13 and 16 which is where Jesus says about to be the light and to be the salt. But uh, we need to understand that even though our subject that we've been through, the faith comes by hearing the gospel, by the word of Jesus. And we need to understand that every time we see, even though it's the same subject, we might see differently. We might see a point that we've not been through the last time. And actually it's a big, big like title. We need to see that even though I will not be able to speak everything now because it's a big title and we need to apply this somehow in our lives. So let's go through the first verse. Actually, is, is what I was saying. In Romans 10, is saying, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So is what I'm saying here. So even though we go for the same subject, the faith comes from hearing and hearing from Jesus Christ, from what is written about Jesus Christ. And what is the south of the earth? Uh, what can we apply in our life nowadays? So we will go through this point over here. So let's read on verse 13, Matthew 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses saltness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything, except to be thrown out and trampled under food. It's very interesting this point because we need to understand what he's saying here. First of all, we need to understand that what Jesus is trying to say here. He's saying a group of people that you are the salt of the earth. It's not saying that you are the salt of the food. It's not saying that. It's saying you are the salt of this earth. You cannot, of course, salt any food by yourself, but you can salt somebody's life with your salt. What this means is you are the living salt. In this earth and this is what Jesus is saying here but this is what we are trying to understand here because if the salt loses saltiness how can be how can it be made salty again it's no longer good for anything 
except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. We will go through more on this subject here, but we need to understand the salt. We are the salt. So when we encounter people, we encounter people on the streets or even our friends, our family, we are the salt of the earth. We will be responsible to bring to these people the salt. What is the salt? Well, it's, it's not the salt that you put, like, of course, on the food. But if you, if you try to make a parallel here, it's more about you are bringing flavor to people's life. So if you put too much, of course, we'll be oversalted. If you put too little, it would not be enough. But if you put the right amount, it will be all right. You can eat the food normally. It's a parallel between the salt of the earth and the salt on the food. So you need to understand that, what it means. And it's very interesting because the verses before that in the Sermon on the Mount that we've seen with Colin uh, last Sunday, was saying about righteousness. And actually, the salt of the earth, it needs to be pure as the, as the salt goes through the process of refinement. So the salt in our food goes through this process of refining the salt to make it pure, to make it uh, edible, to make you eat that. And then the righteousness, if you see in this point, is, is something that grows through the same process. We are not righteous by ourselves, but with Jesus we can be righteous. And actually, when Jesus starts to say in the Sermon on the Mount about the righteousness, we need to be more like it to be the salt. We need to be more like it to not lose its saltness. And this is the second point of the preach, of the sermon. We need to understand that we are the salt of the earth, but we cannot lose our saltness by any means. How can I lose my saltness then? Is there a possibility to lose its saltness? Well, if Jesus said, there is a possibility. Not by, by natural means, let's say, of course, the salt, if you, even if it gets old, it does not lose its saltness because of the chemical present in the salt. But if you mix with water, let's say, or if you mix with something, it loses its saltness or it, it changes a little bit of the flavor. So what Jesus is saying here, is that we, when mixed with the world, can be very difficult to, to be back again. We are not salt anymore. We cannot be salt anymore because we mixed with water or with oil or with whatever it is. Mostly with water, this, this point. So if we mixed up, with the water of the world, we are not more salt. We are not anymore 
salt and we cannot offer to God to be the salt that he wants us to be. And it's actually a good point because Jesus said here, it's no longer good for anything. Imagine that, Jesus talking to us and saying that you are not any more good for anything because your salt is not anymore it's not anymore good, it's not anymore salty. You cannot salt anymore anything because you are mixed. You are mixed with the world. So what is to be the salt then? Is to be righteous. Is to be when saying about Jesus to someone, even though you are not saying properly, you are acting as a salt. You are the salt that people need. And this is what you need to do. And this is very important because we will see this next point in Revelation. And the third chapter of Revelation, the verses is 14 to 16. And is, we will explain a little bit more of this process of losing saltness. So we will read, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. He is saying about Jesus, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So Jesus is talking to a church in Laodicea and saying that he knows they did, and he knows that they are not cold and not hot. But he say, I wish you were either one or the other. What he's saying here is about Jesus is write, writing a letter through, of course, through John, but uh, he's saying to the church of Laodicea, imagine that, you know, we are the church, but we are not from Laodicea, but he's writing the, a letter for the church. So imagine that picture there on your head. And then it's saying here, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. So it's saying about a situation. It's saying about not if they are water or if they are cold or if you touch them, they are cold or hot. It's an is a allegory saying that they are not salt. They are not doing their job as it should. They are not hot in the presence of the Lord. They are not searching the Lord in the way they should. They are actually not cold either. What this means is that they are not sitting down in their you know, at home, just watching the sermon, or if they are outside doing, you know, a program with the family. I'm not saying this is wrong, but when you put that instead of Jesus, it can be wrong. But it's saying here that they are not hot, they are not cold, they are in the middle. And Jesus says, I wish, I wish, you were or hot, like very, very committed to the church. 
very committed to their work, very committed to their outreach, very committed to the gospel. I wish you were there. Or I wish you were cold. You'll not do anything about the gospel. You'll not do anything about that because I knew if you not do anything, I knew I know that's where I'm going to put you. Where when you is the judgment day, where are you going? But you are in the middle. You are in the worst possible place. <laughs> you are in the church but not getting involved. You are in the church but not being salt enough to the others. To the people who comes from outside or from the neighborhood or at your family or at your work. So because you are lukewarm on verse 16, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit out you out of my mouth. It's a very complicated situation here, church. Because when Jesus is about to spit out ourselves from his mouth it means that we don't we are not anymore useful for the church for the gospel for the outreach and this we need to be careful because when we are salt we cannot be in this way we cannot play with Jesus playing that we are hot Playing that we are cold. Playing that we are, oh, I'm the middle way. I'm not ready for the outreach. I'm not ready for speaking about Jesus to anyone. Because I have, I don't know, I'm shy. Jesus was not shy when he gave himself. Jesus actually was very confident on what he was doing. And when we are not confident in what we are doing, we just lose saltness. We just lose what Jesus wants us to be. He wants us to be salt. And actually, the other ones, we will be seeing more about that. Why we lose saltness? Well, when we mix up with the word, when the word enters our heart, our day-by-day -day activities, we are mixed. We are not salt anymore. It doesn't mean that, of course, we are in the world. We are walking on the pavements. And we are here today. We are not in another planet, in another circumstances. We are here. But when we allow the word to enter in our hearts with, I don't know, with uh, something, some studies or some, something that loses our saltness, we just cannot be pure anymore. So we need to be careful on that. And actually, we will see that uh, over here in Revelation 3, in the last bit from 17 to 19 you say i'm rich i have acquired wealth and do not need a thing but you do not realize that you are wretched 
peaceful, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus is saying about the situation in Laodicea, what's happening. Jesus didn't talk in Matthew 5, a way out of losing. When we lose softness, what we should do. But he says in Revelations, a way out. And this is very interesting because in Matthew 5 he's saying about salt. But the salt, as original salt, cannot be made salt again. So it loses saltness. But in Revelation 3 is talking about water. It's talking about hot water or, you know, it's talking about another element. So it can be or cold or lukewarm or hot. And it's very interesting because here Jesus is talking to the church in Laodicea. So you are wretched, you are poor, you are pitiful, you are blind, you are naked. Okay, I get it. But is there a way out of this? And this is what the mercy of Jesus comes. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes, so you can see. Those whom I love are rebuke and discipline, so be earnest. And repent. So Jesus is rebuking the church in Laodicea and can be and can be easily put in practice in our lives. Because if we are not salt, if we are not hot in the presence of the Lord, we need to be rebuked. Is what Jesus is saying here. Buy from me gold refined in the fire how can we buy things from jesus well he's just entering his presence and live to be righteous so you can become rich rich doesn't mean rich in money and we cannot actually buy things from jesus <laughs> it's not that jesus will appear here okay oh, i buy from you some, some gold. Some gold. <laughs> no, it's not about that. It's about you become refined in the fire. Look up the refined appearing here again. It's the same process from the, not the same, but it's a similar process to the salt. Beca becoming refined. Because it becomes pure. It becomes pure when it's done like that. So we need to be pure also. And white gloves, this is the second point. White gloves to wear. What is white gloves? Well, it's pure. It's you to be pure. And soft to put in your eyes so you can see. Some pomade to put on your eyes so you can see. We are nothing without Jesus. And he, here we can see that. But when we... I had the church and not applying this in our lives. We just lose saltness. And when we lose saltness, we mix it up with the world. And then it can be 
very, very problematic because it's not serving anymore for anything unless we buy things from Jesus, unless we become in the position that I want to be back to Jesus' path. How can I do? Then there is this situation. Well, if you are in the path of Jesus, if you are in the church and I want to do more, I want to be more salt, well, then this point comes to your life. You need to buy things from Jesus. If not, you cannot be pure again. You cannot be in the presence of Jesus. This is the salt. And we need to understand a little bit better. And actually, in the first Peter, on the chapter 3, it says about this also. Who is going to harm you? From verse 13. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear the threats. Do not be frightened. So he's saying about persecution here. When you are sought, you will be persecuted. For whoever this might be, because people does not want for, for others to salt them. Or to show the way. So sometimes you can suffer for it. Even though it's a small suffering. On your family. On your members. Or in your work. When you put commitment to Jesus. I'm the salt of the earth. I will do what Jesus wants me to do. People will persecute you. Will be doing jokes about you. Will be bullying you probably. <laughs> But do not fear the threats. Do not be frightened. Why? Because this is the point. But your hearts revere, revere, sorry about that, Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks. To you to give the reason for their hope that you have. But to do this with gentleness and respect. We as a church, to be the salt, need to be always prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks about our faith. We need to be ready anytime to give testimony. This is what he's saying here. We need to be ready to be salt at any time. How can we be ready then? Well, it's very simple. We just go through the Bible. You just study the Bible. And we will be ready. This is what his thought is about. But we need to rebuke also people. But with gentleness and respect. This is what Jesus is saying here. With gentleness and respect. But you as a church need to be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks about Jesus, who asks about our faith. If somebody sees you on the street, oh, why you are so happy, so confident? Well, because Jesus said to me, we need to be ready to give this answer. And it's hard. It's hard to say that sometimes. 
because sometimes people who we don't know, we don't know if they are ready to hear that this is what salt is coming from. Because you salt in the proportion it should be. But with gentleness and respect, always. Keeping a clear conscience of verse 16, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against you, good behavior in Christ, may be ashamed of their slander. These are good deeds. Good deeds doesn't bring you to heaven, but it are fruits in this earth. When you do good deeds, it's very welcoming. It's very welcome from Jesus because it's what you should do anyway. Because are fruits from your faith. And when someone speaks maliciously against your good behavior, against what you are, because you became a new creature when you accepted Jesus, when you were baptized. Now you are a new creature. Now you have to have good behavior. A new self. Then you are soft on earth again. Well, from the beginning you should be, but if you are not very putting in practice to be salt, well, you should begin from now. Because the time is coming where Jesus is coming again. And he is coming again very soon. And we, as a church, we need to be ready to give him, you know, a heads up. What's happening? <laughs> the church, he knows, of course, but <laughs> we are the responsibles from our faith. We are the responsible to put ourselves and others in the position to know Christ, to know the truth. Verse 17, for it's better if it's good, God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So Jesus is saying, hey, even though you are persecuted, be happy. <laughs> Rejoice. <laughs> it's not something that you want to hear, of course. But uh, it's much, much better for us to be good, to, to do good and to be persecuted than to do evil and lose our soul. Imagine that you are encountering Jesus and then Jesus said, well done, you've done a very good job. You deserve, not that we deserve, but you deserve to enter my kingdom. But in the same point, another person who then always evil, always not following to be the salt, not following the steps of Jesus. And then Jesus just, I don't know you. Just reply, I don't know you. So get away from me. It's very hard, church, because many people inside the churches will be lost. And we, as a church, we need to be on top of that. We need to understand that we, as a church, need to be salt 
and the second point that we are going to be the light of the world will be in Matthew 5 14 to 16. Let's understand a little bit better what is the light of the world. So we've seen the self of the earth and now the light of the world. Well, why cannot be the contrary like salt of the world and light of the earth? Well, it's very interesting because Jesus, when he was saying, he meant what he was saying. So salt is supposed to salt the earth. It's made for the earth. And light is shining around the world so people can know the truth and can see the, the light of Jesus. What is the light of the world then? Uh, from verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's a very interesting point because Jesus is saying most likely the same thing, but in another word, is giving another point to us to think about it. Because we know what salt is about, but the light of the world it kind of is the same thing. But with light. What the light does normally, they, they allow people to see in the dark. They allow people to know what, where they are going, to not stumble or to not fall. So this is Jesus saying to us, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Very interesting, this point. Imagine a town built on a hill. And you see from far away. It's dark. And you can see the lights up. And you say, oh, there's a light over there. Oh, that's good. When you are in the plane and you're passing through some cities, if it's dark, you can see the lights. And you know, oh, that's the way. And it's very interesting because Jesus called us to be the light, this light. We are not provided with any kind of energy from any company, electric company. Our source comes from Jesus by himself <laughs> and we need to delight on this. Because it comes from nothing from this world. But yes, from Jesus. And we need to shine. We need to shine the light of Jesus as a town built on a hill. So when people see us, they will know that we are followers. We are believers of Jesus. And this is a very good point because on verse 15 says neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl do you buy uh, a light and put it under a bowl by any chance 
<laughs> not Jesus is, and Jesus is talking about the same thing here. You don't do it, so why you should do it? Because the light shine to others to see the path, and you see the path through it. And it's very important that we be the light in the darkness. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds. Again, good deeds. Good deeds comes from our faith. It doesn't come from us because we cannot offer any good deeds to Jesus. We do not deserve church. And we need to understand that even our good deeds are not enough. Doesn't bring us to heaven. But in the judgment day, we'll count. Be sure of that. And glorify your Father in heaven. Through our good deeds, people can glorify our Father in heaven. Imagine that. Through you, you alone, people can see what you're doing and will glorify our Father in heaven. This is to be the light in the world. This is to be the salt in the world. I had a very interesting um, testimony to say once I was back in my country. I had a person that uh, he was from the church. He was not very faithful, let's say. But uh, he was attending church services. And he was a good person, let's say. Uh, we were talking, we were at the time maybe 20 years old. And I remember that uh, I've been in the church maybe three years or so. And I remember that he was telling me that uh, he, he was going to nightclubs. And in the same way, he was saying to me that he was attending the church. And this didn't have anything related between each other. And you don't, if you, even if you go to the church, doesn't mean that you cannot go to the nightclubs. I felt my blood came to my, on, on top of my mind. And then I needed to be not gentle. Because sometimes you need to be firm on what you believe. Jesus was firm when the people were outside selling stuff in the temple. And you need to be firm on what you believe. I said to him, why are you doing that if you believe in Jesus? Ah, it doesn't mean anything. It means something. You are a believer. If you are not a believer, you are in the middle of the way. You are lukewarm. And Jesus will do what we've seen, spit out of his mouth. So it's better to do now than to do when we do not have any more time to do. It's better to be in the Jesus steps now 
because we don't know when he is coming. We don't know when he's coming back. And this is very important, church. Again, in First Peter, we see that we have revered Christ as a Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer. To be the light to someone. Always be prepared to be the light. Always be prepared to be the salt. And this is required for us by Jesus himself. We need to be ready. Because we have a reason to believe. As it says in the verse. What is your reason to believe in Jesus? Is it because he died? He rose up? Or is it because ah, someone told me? Someone told me to believe. Someone told me to be in the church and I feel good. It's not only about feeling good. What is the reason that you are in the church today? What is the reason that you can say to people, look, this is my reason when they ask? It's very important, church. Very important. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you, good behavior in Christ may be ashamed when you have good deeds, this will probably happen. So stand your ground. Don't be ashamed what you believe. Don't be ashamed. When you believe, you need to believe. You need to stand your ground. This is what I believe. But I'm not saying any, any other religion. I'm saying Jesus Christ. You believe in Jesus who came, who died, who rose, who is alive, who is here. He's here, church. He's not anywhere else. He's here. We believe he's here because he said so. We need to remember he's here. If he's here, what we are doing, what we are showing to him, we cannot see him, but we know that he is here. By faith. Move it on. Hopefully. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Matthew. Ten. We will. Uh, we are finishing the sermon uh, on Matthew ten. It's saying on verse twenty six to twenty eight. It's saying, "Do not be afraid of them." Again, the persecutors. Again, the people who persecute you. For there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark. Speak in the daylight. What is whispered 
in your ear. Proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. It's very powerful, this message. Because what he's saying here is, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed. ashamed. Don't be afraid of those who persecute you. But be afraid of me, because I can kill the body and the soul and put it in hell altogether. Be, a, be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of people. But be ready to speak. Be ready to proclaim the gospel. Proclaim from the roofs. Proclaim from the mountains. Why from the roofs? Because, of course, people can see you and you can speak in loud voice. This is what you should do. We should do as a church. Proclaim the gospel. We need to be salt, to be light. And to do that, we need to show people the gospel. We need to show in our lives, beginning us, the truths of the gospel. And then moving on with the world. And these will make us maybe a little bit more Christians. Maybe a bit. Because even, even it's not sufficient to give us salvation. It's not, but it's fruit. It is fruit. If we do not give it fruit, church, understand that. Jesus cuts us cuts us out. If we do not bear fruits, it's a very hard situation and Jesus can spit us on his mouth. And we need to understand that. Now we are going through our communion together. And for this, we need to ask ourselves today, are we doing at least enough, at least what was said today? Or not? If you're not, please go to the, to the feet of Jesus, yourself. Do not put your, yourself in others' people um, responsibilities. Because the salvation is one and it only comes from, from you if you accept it. And Jesus will give. Remember that. Let's pray and I will ask Colin to come. Jesus, in Father in heaven, and Jesus and Holy Spirit, thank you for the opportunity of the salvation your word is a lamp to our feet your gospel is salvation to every people 
who searches for that. Oh Jesus, thank you because your light is, is illuminating us, Lord, is illuminating our path, is shining in our path. And we need to follow that light, Lord. We need to trust you, Lord, as a Savior, as a God, our Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. Because you are stronghold, our stronghold, Lord. We cannot do anything by, by ourselves, but you give us the opportunity to be the salt of the, of the earth and light of the world. We, the light of the world, coming from the light itself, <laughs> you are the light. And you give this opportunity to us to be the light. What amazing what an amazing gift. Oh Lord, help us to understand this statement. To be the salt and to be the light. Help us to understand and seek this every day, every time. Every opportunity, Lord. At home, at work, on the alone. Oh Lord, start with us, Lord, alone, in our heart alone, when we accept that. Many of us accepted Jesus as a Savior here, Lord. Many of us were baptized in the waters, as you said, Lord, as you commanded us to do. But Lord, help us move on, Lord. Help us to be the salt. If you are, we are not doing it, help us to be the light. If, you, if we are not doing it, Lord, talk to us in our heart. Because we cannot be cold. We cannot be lukewarm. We only can be hot Lord, in your presence. Help us to be hot, Lord, to be in you every time. And to not lose saltness. Do not allow us, Lord. Remember us. That the salt loses saltness when it comes in contact with other situations. It does not lose saltness alone. So help us to stand our ground in our belief. And for, forgive us, Lord, because we are sinful. Forgive us, Lord, because... We do not deserve, Lord. In Jesus Christ, we ask, Lord. Amen. Hello, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just going to have uh, one more uh, worship song um, and then communion together. Um, there's lots to think about there. I would say this. Um, just what really struck me was the salt. And how it, it's used to purify wounds, uh, and purify open wounds and infected wounds, and it's really painful, 
really painful. But that's what it is. That's the process of becoming a Christian is painful and the continuing process until we die, uh, until we, we're raised with him uh, in heaven. Uh, it's going to be sometimes a painful process, but it's worth it. Uh, so as we worship now, just, just think about what we've, what we've heard today, um, that it, it's just not easy. And the world's going to get harder on us as Christians and it's going to expect us to comply with it. And we're not going to do that because we're followers of Jesus. Let's worship together.